What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Watch From Mercury. This is a Mobile Suit Gundam Witch From Mercury watch-along podcast. I am your host, Maxim. And I'm your host, Alex. Uh, before we start, can I tell a, a, a quick story about uh, some Gundam stuff that happened to us yesterday that was funny? Uh, <laughs> yeah, one second. I'm going to preface this by saying if you have not watched episode two of Witch From Mercury, yes. go back and watch it before you listen to this. Okay. Yes, go, yes. Go spoilers. Um, so Maxim hosts a comedy open mic here in New York City, and I was there, and another comic found out about it and said, like, oh, do you guys like this, this Gundam, this Gundam? And then he goes, uh, do you like Gundam Wing? And Maxim goes, no, Alex likes Gundam Wing. And I got weirdly defensive. I went, I do not. (laughs) I know about it. I've watched it. I have. It's part of my life. I don't like it. I think it's significantly (laughs) aided to the comics time because he did it on stage. It was it was really funny because when I said that you did it looked like you, I I had so insulted you. <laughs> <laughs> we have to duel now. We have to yeah. duel. Yeah, it was good. I I do appreciate though, like that he was like, uh, you watch uh, Gundam Double O, and I was like, I have watched it, but wasn't too crazy about it, even though it was, it was pretty good. And I was and then he I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes Zeta, and I was like, hell yeah! And he gave me a fist bump for Zeta. I'm like, dude, nice. old school, love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love meeting other Gundam fans. It's, it, Me too. It, it's one of those things where I know it's like a, it's kind of a niche interest, but it's, it's actually like insanely popular outside of the U.S. So yeah, it's one of those things that you get really into and you forget that there's a lot of other people also into it because you get so deep that it feels like it's just you. <laughs> yeah, like you go like what I can only imagine someone who's been in a mobile suit too long will start to feel that like space madness, and then you go, yeah. oh wait, this is a gigantic franchise. Yep, <laughs> I can go on Reddit anytime I want and make seventy friends or enemies, depending on what I say. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's so many. I even got someone to. Uh, I gave out gifts uh, last Christmas. I gave out entry grade uh, RX seventy eight two models to people because it's like nice. it's a model kit, but you don't need the uh, like clippers or knives or sanding or anything because it's just like it's meant to be punched out with your hands. A lot yeah. of them loved it, and uh, this other comedian friends with Mo. He actually hit me up. He's like, I want another kit. So I just ordered him like a high grade kit along with my usual nice. shipment. Like slowly, slowly indoctrinating people. Just get just pushing that gun plot slowly. <laughs> First one's always free. And then just yep. the rest you know of cost you. You know, I thought yesterday I, I, I'm actually building a double Zeta Gundam right now. And it's uh, I was Beautiful. sanding. I was sanding some of the parts. And I was like, yo, this hobby is literally just about creating microplastics <laughs> felt yeah, really gross for a second <laughs> you're essentially woodworking but in the With dorkiest plastic. way possible yeah <laughs> all right well we'll get this thing started so episode two the cursed mobile suit uh so the episode begins with uh like every like the end of the battle in episode one right we find we find out Miroina is like now the fiance of Saleta. Everyone's shocked. The episode begins with basically the um, the what is it called? The, the these like mobile suits. Like everyone's gossiping around the school. They're like, "Oh, did you hear about the battle? She won. That's crazy. Is, is it a Gundam? All this stuff." And then it starts with uh, um, the what is it? These like mobile suits jumping down onto the 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 dueling field. And there, they take Saleta and uh, Ariel into custody. And uh, I, I also, I guess, I'm going to back up real quick. Um, 
at the very beginning, very beginning in the intro, we see the woman in the mask, right? <laughs> yes, we do. Okay, so well, I have a note about the the OP. Um, it looks like a school anime, and then every once in a while, just some robots walk by, and I'm like, that's exactly what this needs to be, because yep. it's a school anime where robots happen to be real. <laughs> like, yeah, I, they're, they're so not a part of the opening crawls. Oh, totally not, and it's kind of funny, because this episode had no combat, like, until yeah. the post credit scene. There was, like, a little hint of it, but for yeah. the most part, no combat. I was like, this is just All a drama. high school anime. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Also, did you notice that Suleta's last name is Mercury, so if they're actually on the run, they ain't even trying. Yeah. That's so... <laughs> be like, a a, hi, I'm Barry Earth. Uh, no, nothing <laughs> suspicious about me at all. Uh, yeah, and I... Uh, th- this is... um. Oh, what was the other thing? Uh, oh, shit. Okay. The, another thing I figured out from this is I, I did some unpacking of the first episode. Mm-hmm. The whole... the In the beginning, they're whispering before the intro. Oh, no. This is what I was... I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sick. Okay, guys. If you're listening to this, I'm sick today. It's I'm very confused. But uh, I read that they did... When they were in production for the show, before they'd start animating it and they were writing the story, an intern at Sunrise, who's like, you know, like a college student basically told them that any anime with Gundam in the title is for old people. (laughs) What? Yeah. And they said the barrier to entry into the Gundam series is very high. It's unrelatable because it's gone back so far in time. Like you have to watch so much to catch up and know what's going on. So Hmm. they kind of took it a different way when they're like, oh, let's make it like a kind of a school, more traditional anime style. And then we're going to incorporate elements of the Gundam timeline into it or the Gundam. How universe. late in the process do you think she dropped that bombshell on those millennial creators? They're like, oh no! Oh no! we're old. <laughs> they're a lot they're a lot older than millennials, I think. I think they're like Gen okay. Xers, but you're like they- back paddle, we've got so much storyboarding to throw away. <laughs> I think it was before any of that. I think they were like just like in the early, early process. So okay. it didn't seem like it was co- like a catastrophe, but I thought it was That's interesting. Good. Yeah, and- I did not realize that a thing I liked when I was 15 is now what old people like, which I, yeah. I know that's the progress <laughs> of history, but you literally everyone thinks it's never going to happen to them. Yeah, I literally uh, ended up playing Battletech a month ago with a guy who had white hair and he was I was he was like, oh, I've loved I've loved Mecha and Battletech and all this stuff since like the 70s. I'm like, you a Gundam fan? He's like, oh, yeah, this guy's like 60. <laughs> this guy sounds awesome. <laughs> he was cool. He was nice. Yeah. But yeah, so kind of with uh, what I, where I was going before is um, the the episode opens with the front management company dropping onto the field and taking Soleta and the Ariel into custody. And I think this is an example of where the classic Gundam elements are, yeah. is they're like, you're supposed to be managing the front, which is what Miroina says to them. But we haven't heard about any of this, but it does imply that there's some kind of frontline war happening somewhere. Right? Yeah, the military police just dropped in on a school squabble, essentially, which makes you think, all right, military's got a hair trigger to just drop in on stuff. Yeah. This is a scary environment. Yeah. It's like it definitely militarized, definitely militarized like capitalism uh, vibes all the way top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little uh, fascist. We haven't heard everyone little, on their little... political diatribes yet, but it's <laughs> it's getting, you know, it's it feels autumn. Feel a little, little fashy. Feels uh, it definitely feels autocratic. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and I like that they uh, when they uh, uh, take her into custody, they're surprised that she's still alive because they're like Gundams are supposed to kill their pilots. What? 
Yeah. Um, which we still haven't gotten a lot of detail as to what that particularly means, which kind of bugs me a little bit. But if, yeah. if, as long as we find out eventually, I would, I'll be happy. But yeah, she, I'm, I'm sure we will. They also say uh, she doesn't look like a witch. And from what I understand, I, I saw this on a, like, I read this somewhere on a Gundam wiki that witches are the people that pilot Gundam. So anyone who in the oh, series who pilots the Gundam. it's a metaphor. Gundam, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Would it have killed them to spell that out? Because I've been wondering <laughs> when someone's going to start doing magic, like for yeah. a prologue in two episodes now. So I'm like, it, I, I feel like it's going to get uncovered in like three or four episodes. It's all going to make yeah. sense. But I'm guessing that detail probably came from like an instruction manual of like the Gundam Lifrith or Gundam Aerial kits or something. Because sometimes mm. they throw little plot elements in there that aren't in the show. Yeah. Weird stuff. But yeah, uh, they're like, are you a member of the Vanitas Institute that developed the Gundams? There's something that I figured out the the prologue company structure. OK, I okay, figured okay. it out. All right. Good. So it's, it's labyrinthine uh, organization. Yeah, I think it's on the top. We have Oaks Earth, mm-hmm. which is the company that develops the Gundams as a whole. So they're they're Raytheon. Basically. Yeah, they're they're Raytheon. And then Vanadis is below Oaks Earth, and they specifically developed the Gund technology, the Gund format for the human body. So, okay. so Vanadis, like having Ariel developed by Vanadis, implies that it's like not just a Gundam weapon, but it's like a special subsect of it where mm-hmm. they're developing the cybernetic enhancements, basically. Okay. So, d- there's so much going on here. There in really addition, is. In addition to the normal plot, I'm. When I watch these episodes so far every week, I'm just impressed that I'm able to keep up. And I'm just yeah, like... <laughs> I almost worry that this show respects my intelligence too much because it drops <laughs> such a specific world-building detail so quickly and then moves on. I'm like, wait, I have ADD. I'm trying to they waste, keep up. They waste no time. And yeah. one thing I do appreciate is that our predictions between episode zero, episode one, and episode two have all been like spot on because they just are yep. steering the plot very well. Mama showed up and she is wearing a mask. Yeah, exactly. We called that so hard. So yeah, she goes I, into custody. Oh, I was so happy when that turned out. Just when we saw the OP, I'm like, ah, yes. <laughs> Mama's X. Got it. Right? I, I'm so excited that we have the Char clone. Um, and yeah. so they... Also, so they have the investigation, right? They put her into custody and they're talking about like, okay, we're going to investigate this whole thing. And I noticed they call it a witch trial, which, oh, yeah. which is an interesting thing. Maybe it won't play out to anything, but obviously they're calling the people who pilot these suits witches. So witch trial, you know, in American history is like an unjust trial because witches yeah. aren't real. So maybe it's kind of implying that they're having an unjust trial against like Celeta, yeah. essentially. So what is the... I'm, I'm just going to say her mom in the mask because it's so clearly implied, yeah. um, <laughs> which is fine. I just don't want to be like, this mysterious mask, well, I, you know, her mom. Um, is it implied she's become like a shifty business capitalist too? Or what? Like, what is her, her deal? She works for some organization. She was like the, the representative of something. I was a little lost. She's the president of Shinsei. Uh, which, which is some is... company in the Benaret group. Okay. But we don't know exactly what they do. Um, she says, she mentions that they manufacture this equipment for like mining on Mercury. But. Okay. Yeah. The. I'm, I'm trying to. Okay. So in the. Also in the. Um, 
the uh, little short story. It's implied that she goes to Earth all the time, right? So I think yeah. she's like working at this company during that time. Okay. What did you think of the look of the mask? I love it. I love I like, it. I like it, but I've been spoiled by the one, not the one thing, but one of the cool things about Gundam Wing is the character design. And yeah. Zex Marquis' mask is so awesome that that is the high watermark for cool go- cool masks. It's it's <laughs> I, it's it's up there. It took me a minute to get used to because it it's so round and I'm used to yeah. kind of like a, like a gentle point. But I got used to it and I, I like it now. But for a minute, I was like, okay. Uh, it's, but I'm, I've warmed up to it. Yeah, it's uh Zex Max is pretty cool. I I personally like I love just Char's standard mask and full mm-hmm. frontals mask from Unit yeah. Unicorn. Didn't it this also, mask Oh I'm sorry, I was gonna say oh. wasn't it also implied she wears it because her face is damaged? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They, Which yeah. I, didn't we also call that? We said yep. she was like in a fantasy. <laughs> we're so right about things, so even right. though we're like we're so lost, yet we're just cracking off these perfect like so I, I yeah it's crazy how accurate we are i mean maybe it's maybe they're just maybe the show writing is just so good you know <laughs> yeah yeah but uh and so yeah so intelligent her mask i love i like that it's like a cyberpunk vibe you know it's not just like a piece of armor it looks like an actual like piece of technology yeah um but yeah so beginning of the episode everyone's just buzzing about the duel and how the duel results are gonna get invalidated and all this shit and then uh we see the the head the student who's in, in charge of dueling says something to uh, Elon, Elon, and he and <laughs> and Elon is like talking about Solet or interested, and he goes falling in love already, and he goes falling in love is something I will never do. That is, <laughs> I, I have in my notes I wrote down Chekhov's love. Eventually, Chekhov's he'll love. fall in love <laughs> by the end of the series. Chekhov's crush. No, I, I love yes! that. It, <laughs> I literally my note is Chekhov's just, oh, Gundam. Chekhov's Gundam. Nice, dude. I'll be taking my victory title. <laughs> yep. Uh let me write that down. <laughs> but yeah, I have in mine it's just that quote and then there's an, a big arrow pointing to it that says this is important somehow. <laughs> yes, it is. I was like, oh, so you're getting a plot arc, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time you, as an anime character, insist you have no arc, it's it's gonna happen. Yep. <laughs> then we have, uh, then we have uh, uh, Mirowina is at her like fucked up little house that Guel destroyed in his fit of anger, and the her the three classmates her, her, walk up her behind tomato her tomato greenhouse or whatever. Yeah, her tomato nursery. And they're they're mouthing off to her. They're like, the Mercurian girl is going to be expelled. My dad said so. Uh, once again, the, the as I got further along this episode, I'm like, this show is there's dad's Gundam Witch for Mercury and there's kids Gundam Witch for Mercury. There is. <laughs> it's like the show is like all about nepotism. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh, we're here to fix it. And she's like, I'm fixing myself. And they start mouthing off to her. And then. She's like, okay, you're here to fix it, do it. And then she says, uh, if you touch my tomatoes, I will kill you. I'm starting to love this character. She's such a badass. Yeah. <laughs> um, was this before or after we met the, there was like some side characters that I think are from Earth. And one of them has like the biggest, pinkest cotton candy hair. And it kind of yeah. made me unable to focus on dialogue <laughs> for a couple lines. I was like, it's so big. Oh right. my God. And then one that of them was, was the like, next scene. Oh, is the next scene. Sorry, I jumped ahead there. But so, no, no, you're good. Yeah, there's a there's a moment in that scene where, first of all, they get kicked out of their lunch table. Which, honest, I'm not even kidding. That happened to me like 
so many times in like high school, middle school, I got a little bit triggered watching it. I'm like, I didn't mean Whoa. any harm, big, big kids. Oh no. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was once wow. in a, when you, you know, you start high school and you don't realize it's going to be a nightmare yet. And you're like, I'll, I'll make friends with the whatever. I don't have to be beholden to the group I was with before. I like, I sat down with this big group of, I guess, cool ish kids and, uh, ate lunch and nobody really talked to me but I was there and I all right and the next day I had my backpack there went to get food and my backpack had been moved and I just moved it back and ate and then the day after that I sat down and one of them just went what the fuck are you doing here and oh my I was God. like to the goth <laughs> table okay <laughs> emotional damage uh. yes sir yes sir um but so so there's a a moment I I noticed where they're like, we're from Earth, not like these Spaceians. And I was yep. like, you're all in space. You don't get to judge people who are in space if you're in space. And then I have another note that says colonialism doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> I love that. I, what was crazy to me about that scene, right? So we have the three Earthians sitting at the table who are going to be main side characters, I think, because of yes. their design. We have Choo exactly. Choo, which has the huge pom-pom cotton candy mm-hmm. pigtails, which... I was theorizing. I'm like, they must be have, they must be like styrofoam balls in there or something. <laughs> but okay, so it's, she's doing like a headwig in the angry inch where there's like something in there holding it up. It must be. It's insane. And then uh, two spacians come over to the table and tell them to move. And uh, the other girl, oh fuck, what was her name? It was. It starts with an N. Um, a- I wish I could remember. Did I write it down? Uh, I want to say Nina or something like that. Nika Nanara. Nika. Okay. Yeah. So she's like, oh no, it's fine. We were just getting up. And then the Spacian spits her gum in her food and goes, oh, you were just finishing anyway. So it doesn't matter. This show is Mean Girls plus the politics of weaponry. That's, <laughs> and I mean that as a compliment, but that's what this is. Yeah. It's that, that moment. There was so much tension and the spitting in the food was so extra where it was like taking bullying to the extra step. I'm like, mm-hmm. if we're really, if this is, uh, if we're going Chekhov's Gundam with this this is the the moment that they want you to understand how much these two people hate each other like yes, <laughs> yes. how much beef there is um mm-hmm. yes so they get up and they they go I don't think there's uh yeah okay that's pretty much the end of that scene then the next scene we have uh, a guy delivering a note to Mirowina from his mother or from her her father where she's like He's like, uh, there's a note from your father. And she's like, well, I'm not going to read it. And he's like, then I'm going to read it to you. And he says, uh, I'm unenrolling you from school. I'll arrange a groom myself. Return immediately. At and which then point she, she just flips hurls that, she hurls that guy's phone like into the abyss of space or something. Yep. <laughs> he's not even that mad about it. So I assume it was just like the company phone. But it's like, wow, that's that's assuming some yeah. familiarity. It, it was Whoosh. so funny. I loved when she yells at him and he's like, there's like this means nothing to me. like this does nothing to I can do nothing <laughs> I'm for just, you. I'm a DoorDash guy. I just showed up to give you the message. Like I have no stake in this. Like <laughs> Yeah. He's just like he's like, Yep, this is meaningless to yell at me. And she's just like, Okay. But while she's yelling, she mentions that she has no choice in anything that goes on in her life. And uh things she dropped her father forced her to quit piano. Another yeah. Chekhov's Gundam, probably. hmm She said that her mom is dead. Yeah, she said and something about the funeral, she she doesn't mention if she wasn't allowed to attend or she wasn't part of the arranging or something, but yeah. something about her mom's funeral is a point of contention with her and her father. Mm-hmm. 
And then she runs away and uh, she goes to the bathroom to play phone games, which I love. <laughs> it was very. <laughs> I love again, like I was saying last week. I love that they are not afraid to lean into these are children. When yes. they get mad, they're going to sulk in a corner and play Minecraft or something until they cool off. Yep. <laughs> like she's just playing a Steam game. Like she downloaded in the on the bathroom Wi-Fi or something while she's pissed. Yeah, I, I I love that. I was like, this is so much better than her like, like, and like actually escaping or doing something like military or strategic or something. Like, oh, just running away yeah. to the bathroom to be mad. That's yeah. literally me at an office. <laughs> yeah, it's like if this was Gundam Wing, Hiroyui would start planning how to steal nukes or something. She's just like, I need to just go play Sudoku until I stop seething, and then I'll figure <laughs> out what to do. Like, yeah, just much more of a human response. Yep, I was like, that's great teenager writing. Very appropriate, very age appropriate. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we have the woman. We have a woman who knocks on the door, opens it up, tells her a certain passcode. It's a woman that was going to help help her escape the first time. Some type of smuggler yeah. company. She's a space coyote, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And she's like, you have 30 minutes to decide if you want to leave or not. And we watch in real time. Miroina decides in five seconds that she wants to go. Yeah, she's like, I thought I'm that going was a really... A really nice touch with the we were literally watching the phone countdown. Yeah, that was that was cool. It's like tense and also felt like mundane at the same time in a good way mm. that it just felt real. It's one. Of, it's like one of those just mov- phone. One of those moments where like you're watching a movie and you're like, oh, the camera grip had a good time with this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this little scene mm-hmm. is here just for the artistic value. Exactly. So I, I like that. And then uh, so she's like, all right, let's fucking go. Uh, cut to next scene. It's her father at a desk who. Learns of her escape and does not give a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've thought about the fact that now that we understand that her dad is that Tony Stark looking guy from the prologue, it's still a great, like his hair got like poofier and he's yeah. wearing a lot more flowing robes. Like it's, I still am not quite, uh, like I, I thought I'd feel really dumb for not putting two and two together. And now I'm like, Okay, I think we we still had reason to be like, wait, that's the same guy. They, so we're not we're not complete idiots. <laughs> exactly. So he's but, he's there. Yeah. And he's like it, the guy's like we lost her, and he's like really, and he's like what do you want us to do? And he's like yeah, just have immigration cast a big net. She's going to Earth. Like he, this is like a typical tantrum for him, and he's like fuck it. And then he literally says, more importantly, how's the inquiry into the witch essentially, or into Shinsei yep. Corporation? Yup, businessman gonna businessman. And then we cut to the next scene of uh, Mr. Jeturk slapping Guel for losing the duel. So Guel has been slapped once per episode <laughs> yes. of the first two episodes. So two slaps so far. I'm guessing he's one gonna get face, slapped a lot more. One in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then he's like all pissed because he lost the duel in a mobile suit that his company makes. So it's like not only is he losing the duel, but he's losing face in the Benerit group, which is the holdings company, obviously. Yeah. Then we get to meet our favorite masked villain, hero. We don't know. She walks mm-hmm. in for the first time. We learn her name is Lady Prospera. And he's like, oh, what do you want? Uh, and he's all acting tough and stuff. And then she tells him, like, actually, you should be asking me for a favor. Which I don't know if I figured out what that favor was to be implied me this either. episode, at least. I... Uh, it kind of comes back around during her like investigation thing, but I'm like, I don't see this directly as like a 
Like, there's no way she could have, she could have planned this, so there must be something later, you know? Yeah. I, I like that the mom, when we first meet her in the prologue, she's just kind of this plucky pilot, and then when we see her in the mask, she's like, hello, gentlemen. I am... Like, she's affected this. <laughs> she's doing Phantom of the Opera voice. It, it must just be the mask, because just every oh, yeah. character in Gundam Wing who wears a mask has to start talking like that. I can't help it. Oh yeah! Once once you don the mask, you're you're talking to sexy, mysterious all the time. You absolutely <laughs> are. Yeah. So yeah, and then the end end scene with that. Uh, next scene is uh we have Saleta in her cell, weeping silently and being bored, and then Elon Series visits her, and the whole scene is he brings her food, she cries, and then he tells her that he's interested in her. How long were they f- not feeding her for? Because she gets. Like, like, like it's a trope in anime of like the character eats food and it's so good they start crying. Attack on yeah. Titan does it all the time with Sasha. She starts crying and it's actually sad. You're like, how? She was legitimately starving. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's played like dramatically, which is kind of cool to use that trope for tension as opposed to a joke. But it was really dramatic. And also, yeah. I wrote down that the potato has a barcode on it. The potato had something on it. It wasn't a. Huh. It wasn't necessarily a barcode. But it was like a pattern. I'm like, they could have skinned this into the potato. But is this some kind of like branded potato? I don't know. It's a message. <laughs> it's I, a message. I know. I know that she's in essentially in jail. But I hate the fact that because it's like she, it's zero G, and like the door is like up here, and then her cell is like uh, stuck to the wall here. I was like, I hate that. That looks like it's so much fun to be in, even though it is a prison <laughs> cell. I was like, oh, I want to go to Upside Down Space Jail just for a day. <laughs> That's the appeal. You get to go to you go to fun. prison, you spend time in zero zero G. Yeah. They'll yeah. Feed you, but what are you gonna do? It's also one of my uh one of the things in, in these Gundam series. Sometimes you get a scene in a room in zero G where it doesn't quite click in your brain how everything is oriented and you just gotta go yeah. with it, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is one of them. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to the main the main beefcake part of the episode, which is the actual inquiry into the Shinsei Corporation, which Lady Prospera is the president of. Um, it opens up with them being like, Ariel is a drone. Like, we're going to destroy it. This is illegal. And she's like, is it? They go, is it a Gundam? And she goes, oh, sorry. They're like, they insist it's a Gundam. And they're like, is it a Gundam? She goes, no. They're like, is it something else? She goes, no. It's a drone, and then everyone gets mad. <laughs> and then we have this, mo- we have a moment where they present a this is kind of like a technical piece where they present evidence that they think it's a Gundam based on the fact that during the duel it exceeded its the standard level of permit influx. So, P E R M E T. This is something that's come up a couple times. So, this permit is some type of material or research resource. And over the course of this discussion, I kind of pieced together like the permit is some something that the Gundam's like core consumes for energy. Okay. So they mention again, uh, they say, oh, it exceeded the permit influx standards, which is a key con- uh, characteristic of the Gund format. And then she goes, well, if it was a if it was Gund format, you would have experienced a data storm. And they're like, well, we didn't. And she's like, its its control system is based on a conventional permit link so it's like this comes up again and later on so yeah the the permit comes up another time when later she explains that drones help people mine permit on mercury safely 
So Mercury is like essential to these Gundams or these mobile suits in that it provides like some type of power source or something. I love that she is saying it's not a Gundam because of these tentacalities when she knows that they know full well that that's bullshit. It's just about the power move. Yep. Yeah, because they're like, because they literally go, "Do you want us to to believe that black is white? Like, are you are we just playing stupid mind games?" Yep. And she's like, she's basically like, "Yes." Like, she just... <laughs> yeah, she does the smart thing where she's like, she they have no, tr- they don't have enough evidence to prove it's a Gundam. Yeah, she says it's not a Gundam, and you don't have the evidence to prove it is. And then they're mad at her. They use the logical fallacy, and then she hits them with the. Why do you think it's a gun- Gundam? And he goes, because I said so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, she also, uh, they're doubting her. They're like, oh, how can we trust someone that comes in dressed like this? And then she pulls her arms off, or uh, her arm off, and throws it across the room. It's cybernetic. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, this stuff is... Uh, the." She says her arm and face were claimed by Mercury's magnetic field, and so she needs these parts to survive. Now, this is, I think, what definitively, other than just context clues, because there's one moment where we see the woman in the mask, and then it cuts to Saleta saying the word mom for unrelated reasons. Yep. This is the definitive proof because her mom had a Gundam arm, right? Yes. Okay, so this is the internet done called it, mom is char clone. Yep, so, so early. I mean, I was expecting like a a deep burn on the reveal but it's one of those things where it's like wow like showing her face on the screen at the in the in for a half second during the conference call in the first episode and people speculating it like paid off yeah. it's like wow nice yeah. and intentional you know i love um that kind of fan speculation when it pays off like that and the other side of that coin can be really frustrating because do you remember did you watch wandavision yes were you aware of the whole everything is going to turn out to be Mephisto-like drama in the fan community. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. So, WandaVision was really, really good. And it was the first Marvel thing we'd gotten in a while. And so, fans are going to dissect every part of it and be horny for clues of what's going to happen after, especially because we had just gotten through the whole Infinity Gauntlet thing. And everyone, it felt like, except for literally me, was like... Oh, this see this clue? I mean, she's gonna face Mephisto at the end, who's basically the Marvel version of the devil. Okay. And um and like this to see there's a fly on the wall, that's Mephisto. It's gonna be and it got to be like eight or nine episodes of like the ten episode arc that we knew it was gonna be. And I was like, I tell my friends, I'm like, it's he's not going to we already got Agatha Harkness. <laughs> if we had a last minute, last minute reveal, that would be incredibly clunky and stupid bad writing. Oh yeah. And finally everyone had to go, All right, Mephisto is done. So now it's become like a joke in and of itself. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like my my uh my two friends made a t- they have a line of t-shirts that says Mephisto confirmed question mark. Like it's really <laughs> it's cute. So this is kind but of so the opposite. This is this is when that works. That's yeah. <laughs> when that becomes grading. Yeah, I I love that. I love the thoughtfulness in it. You know, yes. it really brings it all together, especially when you're yeah. watching and the things reveal themselves and you're like, nice. Yeah. And and like I said, neither of those are the show's fault. That's all the fan community, but this is the fan yeah. community being like, "Oh, what is that? It could be this." Yes, it's that as opposed to like, "No, no, no, it's going to turn. Yep. I'm I'm right. Just wait. Just wait." Yep. I'm <laughs> squeeze the life out of this theory. Yep. Exactly. Uh so yeah, next 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 part right the uh, fuck, Delling 
Delling says we need uh, it's time to dispose of the Gundam and its pilot. So he ends this this inquiry by being like, get rid of them both. I don't care. It's a Gundam. Like dispose of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Miroino walks in with the most dramatic footsteps ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like the most echoey high heel uh, steps all the time. Yeah. And she goes in. So she was brought to this trial by these uh, smugglers. And the the, well, the smuggler woman is like, the, the guy asks the woman, he's like, why did you drop her off here instead of Earth? And she's like, well, she wanted to. And uh, I want to be in the... Uh, the good favor of the 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 daughter of the president you know <laughs> so she drops her off she comes in Mirawina starts screaming at her father about how none of this is fair and uh she doesn't want him to pick her her groom and she calls him and she and because he's breaking the rules he set for the school and her fiance she calls him a hypocritical loser <laughs> i cool. was a big fan of that moment yeah and it's it's always interesting when you see a character who is so clearly these are my rules then then they just selectively break them and then when called on it how do they react cuz he's just like yeah tough shit i don't care like <laughs> never this was never about the rules this is about power sweetie exactly and that's kind of the argument they get into right away is he's like yeah i'll break the rules he's like i'm you know who i am she's yeah, like yeah i know I'm who you are i'm that evil guy i'm that evil guy that no one remembers my name <laughs> i'm a bad guy yeah yeah and so then he says something here where he goes um uh oh oh this this is also a note i missed but when the the smuggler is talking to the other smuggler about why she dropped mirowina off the trial she goes space needs new rules space is in need of new rules so she's like hoping that like her dropping her off dropping Mirowina off to her father is going to shake things up to hopefully change the order out there. Yeah, hopefully. But then uh, in the in the trial scene, we have um, uh, Delling says to Mirowina, his daughter, where he goes, I am vested with power. You have none. Those without power shut their mouths and obey. Those are the rules of our world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, absolutely savage. He's like, shut the fuck up. Yes. <laughs> yep. And then uh, this I think he's even this, like you're a student, nothing more, like something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're you're not even in the same anime as me. You're in Mean Girls with Robots. <laughs> he's like, I'm in Father Gundam anime. <laughs> yes. And then we have uh, a great little moment where Mirawina says Saleta's motto to herself. You know, if you move forward, you get one. If you move back, no. If you move back, you get one. If you move forward, you get two. And so she doubles down. And she basically challenges her father to a duel for her right to have Soleta be her fiance. Yeah. And uh, this is, uh, he's kind of hesitant, but then Mr. Jeturk butts in saying that they should let the duel happen to basically see what Ariel can do, you know? So that's kind of, th- that's the one other line he has this episode. So I wasn't sure if that was the, th- the favor he was supposed to be asking of Lady Pro- Prospera, you know? Because I'm like, this isn't really a favor to her. Maybe it is a favor to her, but it's not only a favor to him. But they, they basically justify by being like, let this duel happen. We need more market research for our mobile suits, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm still a little lost as to what the exact favor is, but 
Yeah. So we basically set it up to where they're going to have a duel next episode. And I hope it's a long one because <laughs> we got no combat this episode. Uh, but then we end yep. up with the we end up with Mirowina going to Saleta's cell, flying in, giving her a hug and telling her if you need to duel. And if you don't, they're going to destroy you and the Gundam, which is crazy to me I, a note that i have for wrapping up this episode basically is that soletta is a tool of her mother and she's becoming a tool of mirowina to fight against her father you know yeah. it's like it's like mirowina has no agency in her life and she's taking advantage of someone else to provide that agency maybe it's not malicious but it's kind of interesting how that works yeah and i think i wonder if they'll start to play with that like not gonna ever say that she's going to be as bad as her father but like that shut up it's true because i say it i wonder if that attitude will come out when it's no longer convenient to her to not have that attitude you know like right is she going to i feel like it's i think you're right it's probably hinting that saletta is going to be caught between the agencies of several people who are right in different ways and are probably going to pressure her into things. And then obviously um, on a long enough timeline, narratively, she would have to then develop her own agency and who is that going to align with? I think that could be interesting, but it sounds like she's going to get pressured and be meek until she can't anymore. Yeah. I think that's a really good prediction. You got yeah. me thinking now, I'm like, there's going to be, there's going to be a scene where she has to choose between her will, her mother's will and Mirowina. Like, I think yeah. there's going to be, something that goes on like that where it's like who do you who do you trust who do you work for and yeah. uh, and that is Chekhov's Gundam yeah that's Chekhov's <laughs> Gundam <laughs> I also want to say I do think there will be a scene uh either Dellings uh comes around and uh becomes a good father at the end or he dies in a fireball as he's shedding a single tear of regret uh, <laughs> <laughs> only one though not too much only one. Do we, do we think that her mom is going to go full villain? Because as we know, I, I, I'm I not familiar with all the shades of the Char clone trope. Yeah. All I know is Dex Marquis. And mm. they play him anti-hero until they just decide he's a villain the whole time. So it's like, okay, is it is that a signal she is going to be big bad? Or is it she's going to be kind of going back and forth shades of gray kind of a thing like i don't know if that's a definitive context clue because you know the franchise yeah. better than i do it's, but it for i'd be sure interested is. to see that yeah I'd, I'd be interested to see either one because if she is if we were, we were she was the first character i think we're even introduced to so like while she's not the protagonist if we have her watch a, a heel turn arc all the way that would be kind of interesting especially because they set up this other big weapons guy as the big bad and he looks so imposing and she doesn't maybe this is her taking on that role but also if she's just sort of on in the uh in between and then chooses the light side i'd be cool with that too yeah i kind of feel like um i'm anticipating this is going to go the path of gundam iron-blooded orphans in terms of season structure i'm mm -hmm. guessing we're going to have a season one and a season two and they're both going to be 25 episodes if i had to guess how this season goes I believe that uh, Lady Prospera is going to take over the Dellings group. I think Dellings is going to die in some crazy final battle. Okay. And then maybe season two 
is Lady Prospera reshaping things and Soleta having problems with it and maybe confronting her own mother. But all the Char clones, all shades of shades of gray, basically. Um, Okay, so this is it just makes them sort of a narrative wild card. It definitely is a narrative wild wild card. I mean, people I man Char. I love Char throughout all of Gundam and Zeta Gundam Char's counterattack. I loved Char. Except for uh, the colony drop, which they gassed and killed tons of people, even though he wasn't in charge of gassing. And then at the in Char's counterattack, especially if you read the um, oh, the novel instead of the movie, he's like kind of horny for like a fourteen year old, and it's like okay, mm, but yeah. they they make him full bad guy in Char's counterattack. But in Gundam and Zeta Gundam, you're like, all right, I can see the nuance here. You know, there's a lot of shades of gray, so. We'll probably get more of that. Okay. Um, we'll see. We'll see you next episode. I I don't know how this could play out, but it's exciting. And uh, we get the sneak preview for the next episode, which after the credits, we see a new fancy red mobile suit that moves very fast and has its limbs pop off and turn into spinning blades. Which I loved cool. it so much because it's got the lightsabers, basically, and then it has that it's red and it has that big beetle horn. Yeah, I was like, this is my this is the one I'm going to root for. I don't know who's in it. I don't <laughs> care. It's red as hell. Yeah, it's 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 the upgrade of the red Delanza. Basically, we saw in episode one, you know, we take this big, uh, ugly purple suit. It gets chopped up right away. So now we're going to upgrade it for the Jeter corporate corporation to finish this duel. It should be a, it's, it'll be cool. It should be a good one. I I like the the mobile suit design so far a lot. I like the it's very unconventional compared to a lot of the other Gundam series. So, yeah. Super down with it. I actually, this is for the Gunpla nerds. I pre-ordered the Full Mechanics Aerial, so it'll be my first one one hundred scale kit. I bought a drill so I could build shells wow. to put my gun <laughs> Gunpla. Wow! <laughs> but yeah, so exciting stuff. Um, any closing thoughts on this episode? Um, not really. I like. I appreciate that it's like I was saying. It's a school anime. It happens to live in a world where robots are real. And so I think what's um, what and it's it's a sign that of how good it is that we didn't get any combat. And honestly, I kind of didn't notice until you pointed it out because I'm still so interested in the in the in the family dynamics and whatnot. I uh I really, really, really am interested in what the mother is going to do. I want to see. Has she, you know, what's she been doing away from Saleta? I assume at some point uh, they'll be found out for who they were all along. Because I don't know if big evil uh, gray Tony Stark realizes as of now that he led to their uh, their their father's death. Or maybe oh, he does. He's gonna find, he's going to find out. As he's burning up in the fireball. Yes, and then he sheds the a single tear. tear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why the tear. Yeah, so I'm excited. I mean, th- those are all yeah, really good that, things to all, look for. All those moments. And it's like the prologue has to narratively pay off or they wouldn't have put money into making a whole prologue. Because they do an yeah. world building in the pilot. They set up. They All that stuff has to matter. you know. And they did a short story that was essentially prologue you know, 1.5. So... I can't imagine that it isn't going to be at least a huge reveal. I think so. I think it's going to be a big one. I'm I'm really excited for it. And 
one thing I, I did appreciate about, about this episode is despite the no combat, like you mentioned, the narrative is still very interesting. Yeah. Where typically at this point in a Gundam show, that is combat every episode in a very like TV style, you know, to yeah. keep the thing going. But the writing here is like really good. I'm yeah. I'm really impressed after having watched amazing Gundam series, terrible Gundam series, and everything in between. I'm like so excited every week to watch this episode of yeah. the show, you know. And I just appreciate that they di- they did hungry girl loves food trope, but they made it heartbreaking. <laughs> it was a tragic girl eating it. Uh, Cause if that trope has been done to death and they did, I was like, Oh, they're doing that joke. That's kind of lazy. Oh, Oh, this is, Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of I feel, I'm, I'm feeling things. I wasn't <laughs> expecting to. Yep. And, uh, Oh, another thing I forgot to mention, uh, prior to that scene, when it, we, we see the space noids, uh, kick out the earthians from the table and bully them, uh, choo choo with the big pink pony or pom pom like hairstyle literally says, uh, your rank in this school is based on whoever recommends you. Right. You remember that? Yeah. Like very mm-hmm. in your face. This is a, this is a school run by all of our dads. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to mention that earlier, but I was like, that's a very blatant throw in your face plot point. But they're like, yeah. just so we're clear, we're all yeah. sponsored here. This is all nepotism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then mom, mom Char is going to fight all the dad Gundams. Yeah. If only metaphorically um, through business practices, or maybe she'll get back in her suit. She built the damn thing. So, yeah, that'll be sick. I'm very excited. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Alex, where can the where can the people find you? Uh, people can find me at Afosella, F-O-S-A-F-O-S-S-E-L-L-A on Twitter or at Alex Fasella on Instagram. We also have a new Twitter account for this show, at Watch Mercury. Nice, nice, awesome. Guys, and you can follow me at Asparaguts on uh, Instagram, and the link to everything is in my bio, all my other projects and comedy and stuff. Um, if you got beef with us or want to... Uh, throw in one of your own opinions about the show please be, feel free to email us at <laughs> watchfrommercury at gmail.com I will not be reading any emails that aren't about beef lead with hate or don't <laughs> or miss me yeah you got a problem take it up with the email pal all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay guys well thank you so much for tuning in and we'll uh, talk to you next week see you next time may your Bye. shield be a thousand guns may your shield be a thousand guns <laughs>